0: just like that they buy it they eat it up you pander to them you thank them i mean really people i thought you were a little bit smarter than that i mean it's just so easy to say the name of the city you cheer hey stephanie stephanie just, just, just come on welcome to the a show Hello, hello hello and welcome back to the a show with the kings of pro wrestling podcast i am justin i'm here with meals meals i'm so you know so glad that you're here this week i have to say oh. i i know that uh the past couple of days have been very rough for you since sunday um do you, do you care to speak
1: about it or are you you know no i think <laughs> not really um you know, it's all about moving forward and moving on and understanding that the stuff that happened in the past is still in the past and it's going to be what it is and we just have to look towards the future as a New York Knicks fan. Um, is but, there a future? Is there a future for New York? You know, York? there is a future. The, the the guys, the young the young core that we have now is definitely promising, but who knows if they will also decide in about three, four years, hey, maybe I'll just take the money and run. Um mm-hmm. So who knows with that, but I think we do have a promising core. I think we do have, you know, I, we have some, we have some cool guys. It looks like they're definitely focusing on the youth and really all the, you know, old people on the team are not happy about it, but it is, what it is, we're trying to build new stars. Um, but yes, congratulations to the Brooklyn Nets on getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah. Cool. No? I, yeah. I, Barclays is very close. I will show up to games. I'm not. I'm not even gonna think. I don't think there are actually Nets fans. I don't <laughs> think they actually exist. Um, I know like one Nets fan in my life. People are not Nets fans. It just is what it is. Uh, people are a fan of the players on the Nets, but actual Nets fans themselves do not exist. But I do look forward to having a good time at the Barclays Center. They have great chicken fingers. So, uh, or do they? No, they do. They do. It's it's very expensive, but they're very good.
0: Okay. I gotta, I gotta go there. Well, whenever I go to New York, uh, I, gotta, I gotta try it out. Um, we are at the 89th episode, my friend. First of all,
1: first of all also, happy July 4th to everybody.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. This is actually going to be a very special episode of The A Show. Uh, we're going to be going over hot takes this hot episode. Takes. Listen, we got uh, them
1: grilling, we got them sizzling, we got them marinating right now. Yes. We'll get back to them at some point in the episode. But We have definitely the hot takes that you, the listeners, have submitted to The A Show. We'll go over this. We'll determine, you know hot how hot how hot exactly are these takes and whether or not they're actually you know
0: hot, 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 hot. whether or not they're <laughs>
1: reputable takes you know we'll, we'll talk about that um, but what else do we have going on this episode
0: uh yeah we we have that going on we have uh, a lot of um we have a lot of, of news in our uh, no holds barred segment mm-hmm. um, before we get to that we're at the 89th episode of the a show very monumental uh, 11, 10 weeks coming up uh, for this show before we uh-huh. hit 100. Like, Can you believe that for 100 weeks we have done this? No, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe it. Um, our, I, our, I listened to your episode on the... Uh, on on nelson's podcast Uh, if you haven't checked that out definitely check that out um really really great conversation with meals on chatting with nelson uh the the second part came out today last uh the last section came out last week i was listening to it and you were talking about uh the first time that we that i called you and told you that you know to to do the a show and Uh it's funny because i went back to the first episode and i could tell in your voice that you like at first you didn't want to do it like i could tell because right. I, I can now tell when you don't want to do things. Sure, of course. Because <laughs> I talk to you every single week, but but also, um, I as the, as the episode went on, you
1: you kind of got into it. Like, have you listened to the first episode since? Um, I've listened to the first episode probably not since the week of whenever the first episode came out. Um, but no, I haven't. I haven't listened to it. You know, it was a weird time. I was doing two belts also. Um, I was speaking via a phone through your thing to record. I wasn't particularly thrilled about that, but you know, (laughs) it is what it is. Um, you know, it it, it was just a weird time, but you know what? It's 88 episodes later from that first one. And I do enjoy doing this and there is no other thing I'd be doing weekly or enjoy doing weekly than the A show and talking about professional wrestling with all these cool people. You know, yeah, and I'm and I'm glad for the people who have gotten on board and listened as well. I've um, I've interacted with a lot of cool people because they said they listen to the show. Uh, we've had a lot of cool guests. We've afforded a lot of opportunities. I think we're you know um, more. I feel like people you know care about what we say, yeah. which is cool. Um, but also, I'm more excited about people really kind of losing themselves and just being able to enjoy the show. That's really all yeah. I want people just enjoy the show from week to week. I mean, we've done, we've done so much stuff. We, we've interviewed really great guests. I mean, we've interviewed some more Joe
0: on the show, you know, like we, we've done a lot of really cool shit mm-hmm. on this show. And, you know, once again, as, as we, as we near 100, I think I'm just going to start getting more emotional at the beginning of episodes <laughs> and uh, just remembering everything, you know, all of the uh, memories that we've made for the a show, but uh, let's go into No Holds Barred. Um, okay. Very big week in wrestling. Very enjoyable week, I, I'd say, in, in in wrestling
1: after last week's spicy. It's been spicy. a little tame. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm pretty satisfied how uh, cooler heads have prevailed and everything is kind of like very much so, you know, cooled off a little bit. It was getting a little too hot. It was getting a little too angsty. Um, yeah. A little too spicy. Know, a little too, too spicy. A little too you know? spicy.
0: Not used to that. Uh, well, you know, just getting on the the new changes to the shows uh, weekly. Uh, it's being reported that WWE is reportedly skewing younger to win back their viewers. Uh, they're, they're thinking of of pushing uh, more risque programming and more younger wrestlers to the top of the card. I think we saw that a lot on Raw. Um, you know, on Monday night and as well, a little bit on, on, on SmackDown. I think SmackDown had a little bit less, and we'll talk about this later, but SmackDown had a little bit less of the fingerprints of their respective executive, uh, on the show on Tuesday. But, but Monday night, you could definitely tell with Ricochet man inventing the show for the second week. And with the, the, uh, the first thing that happened in the episode, they kind of set everything off.
1: Right. Um, you know, I think it's a great idea. I think just, this all seems when, you, when they talk about skiering towards younger superstars and things like that, this all seems very 1995. Yep. This all seems like, okay, we're tired of the passe, you know, we're tired of treating you guys like, you know, blah, 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 blah. like we want to bring, you know, smarter and, and, and greater television. And that's kind of all that we wanted. I mean, we've wanted television for a while. I think that's not stale. And then also that doesn't treat us like idiots. And, I think, especially with Monday Night Raw this week, which which was to me by far the better show, and quite honestly, one of the best, one of the better Raws of the year. Um, if you missed it, you're wilding because it yeah. was it was fantastic from top really to bottom. Show. Really good um, show. You know when a Raw is good when it f- just flies by. Yeah. Um. But I think just you know continuing with the new changes. I mean, Heyman's fingerprints continue to be all the show. I you know I'm glad he's a. Uh, he's at the helm of Monday Night Raw because I felt like um, for a long part of his career, at least in the early part of his career when he was running creative for SmackDown, he always felt like he was behind. He was behind Mm -hmm. the ball. He felt like he was the underdog. He was the guy who was fighting for, you know, he's fighting against Monday Night Raw. And, that you know brought out well, and and it's good to see him now kind of awarded with the A show with the the monumental show with, and I think that's a like a factor people don't really look at is that like yo Heyman is on the A show now. Heyman mm-hmm. is running the show. Heyman, is, he's not running SmackDown, and they're tucking him away over there, and they're like, okay, maybe ECW 2 They're like, no, here are the keys to the major show, and they're getting Richard,
0: loose. He's yeah. getting loose on it, like yeah, he, I mean. The pregnancy thing that happened on Raw, uh, the, oh, the, opening, the opening segment is crazy. Uh, even the main event, like the, even the wrestling, they, they, they were laying it in a little bit more on Monday. And I thought mm-hmm. that I, I appreciated that a lot. Um, they did say, and there has been reports that, uh, that Raw went business as usual on Monday and that Heyman actually was just behind Gorilla. But everything else was, was done the normal way on Monday. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, so I'm guessing that Heyman might have added a, a a last minute touch to everything before yeah. passing it through vince and and you could definitely tell the difference,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, everybody was on their a game. everyone, you know, people who were, weren't getting opportunities before getting opportunities. There was a gradual you under there was a lot more talent featured on the show, and it wasn't so much very heavy on the wild card talent, which I enjoyed um yeah, that's all I all I can say. I mean, we're looking forward to everything kind of moving forward and moving ahead. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a great idea. And once again, as things move on,
0: uh, Eric Bischoff has said, uh, that he's moving to Connecticut next week. So I'm guessing that again, what they've been saying about there being a slow, uh, basically a slow transition to Heyman and Bischoff seems to be the truth right now. And I'm glad they're doing that. You can't really make these
1: large sweeping changes mm-hmm. a week before, a week before a pay-per-view. Like it's just, you just get yeah, a week before it. pay-per-view five weeks before SummerSlam. Like it, 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 it's, it's crazy to like, to be able to just shift the show so dangerously in that direction. I do think it will be gradual. <clears throat> and then, you know, by the time fall hits. Hopefully we won't be in that low period that we're usually in.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up on No Holds Barred, we have uh, an update on the Seth Rollins Will Osprey beef. Uh, it has ended over the over this week. Um, Seth apologized for his comments. Apologized to uh, Will Osprey for the money comment that he made last last week towards uh, Osprey's bank account. Mm-hmm. Osprey re- responded in kind, you know, saying that he thinks Seth Rollins is one of the best in the world. He respects him and he knows, you know, he wasn't serious and that he does it for the love. They kissed him, made it up, and uh, all is well. And I think, you know what, a lot of people were like, you know, Seth took an L on this. But I'm like, you know what, Seth being the bigger man and saying he he might have been out of his range. And I think even you and I said it last week that some of the stuff he was saying was like, all right, he could have he could have kicked it and chill on that. He, yeah. took, he took the high road there and and he admitted that he was wrong and that he was a little bit too passionate. Um, I don't think that it's wrong. Like, here's the thing that like, people were like, oh, that's an L for Seth. I'm like, bro, like. You guys are able to make those types of tweets all you want. Like, this guy is in a publicly traded company. He can't be, like, really saying shit like that about other companies. Like, you
1: know what I'm saying? Like, Not even that. You you look at, like, you know, like like you said, he's definitely in a public traded company. But you look at the kind of uh, the example he's trying to set. And just putting people down because of money they make... um, Especially when you're dealing with, you know, when you're saying this, you're a role model to a bunch of fans. You're on weekly television broadcasting to a lot of fans who may not even be in that type of position. It's like, really, you you don't want to look down on people because of how much they make. It shouldn't be about that. It should kind of be about the character or things like that. Like, if you really want to look down on them. Um, But, yeah, I think just a great decision overall. I think it's a great, healthy decision. And, um, you know, it's a... He got he got he had something to look back on. He can look back at it and say, you know what, I did the wrong thing. Maybe this wasn't right. Maybe he got a call from somebody, you know, uh, and, and they hashed it out. But I'm glad he did it. Yeah, I, I am too. And it it's a rare moment
0: uh in wrestling internet fandom where and I haven't read the comments of, of to these things, but it's like a rare moment where like New Japan fans and WWE fans can finally shake hands and say, you know what? This guy's good. This guy's good. You know, where it's like, I mean, Osprey was, was even saying like, leave Seth alone, like stop coming after him. Like it's not that serious, uh-huh. you know, in a very rare, you know, mature move for Will Osprey who, you know, doesn't have the best uh, online presence, you know, online maturity presence. Like he actually was, was sticking up for Seth. And I thought it was, it was a rare moment where internet fans could actually come together and say, you know what? The product is great. We're at a great, place right now as far as performance goes
1: i agree and once you set that example for yourselves and be able to do that i think it trickles down to the fans for you if you set that example of listen we're at odds and having all these heated discussions then you present a toxic environment for a lot of people who discuss professional wrestling um with this kind of olive branch and with these kind of discussions you then open up people's eyes and like okay maybe we'll Ospreay isn't bad maybe i'll check out the product and maybe i'll just enjoy it for what it is instead of you know, picking sides of like who's right, who's wrong, who's part of the better company, who's not, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but Seth Rollins will still assure you that WWE is the roster and is the best professional wrestling roster in professional wrestling, period.
0: Yeah, he he's still he tripled down on that. And you know yeah. what? He's he's still right, uh, as far as as far as talent goes. Um, next up, AEW Fighter Fest. Whew. I'll be honest, didn't watch it.
1: <laughs> uh, gonna be honest as well watched one match um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean I, what was I doing? Uh, I was just out I wasn't you know um, I'm okay sure to say that. it's okay to say you weren't thinking about fucking AEW I mean I don't want to say that but I definitely wasn't thinking about their show nah I definitely wasn't thinking about the show um, and, and I say that just because I haven't even bothered to go back or ask anyone for a link or anything like that because I think it's the free. Show, it, was, it was free yeah, it, it just, it was what it was, but, you know, the I think, you know what, continue on. I know what you're about to get into. Let's yep. talk about it.
0: Uh, so I'm just going to talk about some of the wider sweeping issues from the show. Uh, first being Cody Rhodes taking an unprotected chair shot and the controversy surrounding it. That was a Oof. big... Was a major talking point coming out of the show. Like huh? he, had a, he had a match against Darby Allen, uh, which ended in a fucking time a a, a time limit draw. Which uh, huh? imagine imagine if some other company did that? Huh? <laughs> yes. Um. It ended in a twenty in a, in a time limit draw. I saw someone give that match four stars as well. I I can't believe that they would have done that with a time limit draw in in a Cody match. Hold on. All right. So
1: there's a huh, hold on. <laughs> Time limit draw on a professional wrestling pay per view card. All right. Luckily, it was free. Um, I'll say this: the headshot, the chair shot to the head, well, given to, to him, given to him by Sean Spears, the former uh, Ty Dillinger, By the way, Sean Spears. What is he going by? I forgot the perfect, perfect something, perfection, perfection. Something. Yeah, perfect, um, perfect ten or some yeah, shit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, perfect ten or something like that. Either way, completely, one hundred percent, two thousand nineteen, irresponsible. It's Mm -hmm. just irresponsible as a company, irresponsible as superstars, irresponsible from all accounts, especially with what we know about CTE and how it's bigger than professional wrestling. These are people's lives. These are people's families. People are not the same because of situations like that. We've seen people react terribly, i.e. Chris Benoit. We've seen people not be able to compete anymore in a professional wrestling ring, and that was scary as well. Um... We've seen people. We've seen a whole bunch of side effects, and there's still so much more research going on. For Cody Rhodes to take that, you know, blunt chair shot to the head, I get what he was trying to do, but once again, completely irresponsible. There is a better way to present shock factor in professional wrestling than a chair shot to the head. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: I um, I don't know if you saw the Young Bucks interview in the the media scrum afterwards, where they said. It was, a, it was a a gimmicked chair and that we thought that it was unprotected when clearly we saw the fucking shot to the head. Like, it was not, you know, uh, unprotected. Cody had to get about 12 stitches. For some reason, he was bleeding from the wrong side of his head, uh, which was also weird. Like, there were just so many things wrong with that shit. And Young Bucks acted completely disingenuous about it. You know, just basically calling the, the reporters that were talking about the effects of CTE marks. Even though, When the chair shot happened, Jim Ross immediately started talking about CTE.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a, this isn't a, this isn't something that's like, oh, you're a mark for the, it's CTE serious. This is some serious shit. Like, this isn't something to play with. This isn't something to continue to play with because I know, I I, actually, I don't know, but I have a hunch that their wellness protocol is not as uh, rigorous as WWE's. I'm sure it's not. Um, WWE has one of the in terms of sports and maintaining their performers and has one of the best medical sort of things in professional sports. Now, um, I would say AEW in its opening stages does not have that, um, which is maybe something they want to look forward to, but you have the situation where someone could have gotten a concussion, and then it's like, okay, well, you still gotta wrestle. And now you're wrestling on a concussion. And now things are getting worse, and things are getting worse, and things are getting worse. It's completely irresponsible for them. And not even that, but just to re- sort of refute those things, even if it was a gimmick chair. Is this the kind of message you want to come, you know, want coming across? Like, is, I mean, is they, it real?
0: They just come across as really elitist, uh, no pun intended. Anyway, uh, about things like this, it's like take it or leave it, you know, type right. shit. And you know, you had so many. Uh, positive things happened on the show, uh, such as the the, thr- the the women's triple threat match. And then you had sh- things on the show that were just like completely weird, like the librarian gimmick that completely killed the fucking crowd, or the match uh, with the guy J who is a video game uh, tournament pr- promoter, versus one of the AEW talent, which is like one of the worst matches that I mean I've seen highlights of it, but it's like one of the worst matches I've seen this year. Like, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it's like who who's gonna keep the same energy about this shit? And I'm glad that on Saturday. People kept the fucking same energy. A lot of people were very uh mixed to negative on this show. Where it's like there was a, there were, you know, matches there, like the the Kenny Omega Bucks match, the six-man tag that a lot of people were just saying was just like every other match that you've seen between these guys. And I I could agree. That's why I kind of like I looked over it. I went right to the main event, which I thought was really spectacular. Uh John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Holy shit was that match really violent. Mm. Uh, you had thumbtacks. You had uh, Joy Janela's feet in the thumb in the thumbtacks. You had him jumping off of a fucking ladder off out of the ring onto a table, almost missing it completely. Uh, you had Moxley doing his his deathmatch shit. This is the type of Moxley that we need to get. I've been very mixed to kind of meh on his real wrestling stuff in New Japan so far. I think this is what we need to see more of. And it looks to me that uh, it's going to be Moxley and Kenny Omega at All Out, which should be uh, quite quite a spectacle because to me, it seems as though Kenny Omega can't really flourish anymore in straight wrestling matches. Like, they've, they've done nothing for me. But plunder matches like the match against Jericho, that seems to be where he's excelling at
1: now. All right. You well, know, I'm... I guess I'll have to go back and watch it. I only saw the thumbtacks to the feet. Oh God! Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was not a fan of it of, of that look for Joy Janella. He's he's wildin for respect. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he gets health care, huh? <laughs> Jim Ross also
1: can't. No stop one getting- in wrestling gets health care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the big selling point. Is that <laughs> everyone. That- <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, did you hear the 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 Jim Ross thing about him
1: calling people Orientals? During no, the- I didn't. But I'm not surprised. If you'd asked me if Jim Ross would call someone an Oriental on the show, would not be surprised. Get him off the fucking mic, please. Please.
0: Yeah. Please get him off the mic. Uh, you There was also ROH pay-per-view
1: last weekend. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. We didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. No. Um, what was it called? <laughs> Best in the World. Best in the World. Yeah. Oh, that's why that hashtag existed. Okay. Um was it also on Saturday? Uh yeah. Hold was on. It? Yeah, it was it was on Oh, it was a two-night affair. Okay. All yeah. right. Um night 2. Okay, yeah. I don't really want. I mean, God bless them, but yeah, nah. Yeah, um. All right. <laughs> All right. yeah,
0: yeah let's go straight to uh that that's no holds bar for the week. Let's go to our I special. got
1: wait, wait, I got a few I got one thing A couple things I want to talk about. Just like two, two more things. Okay. One, God Impact Wrestling. (laughs) Oh God! I forgot about that. Yeah, they they just won't die. It won't die. Impact Wrestling may be potentially finding a new network, XSTV. It's a good look. It's a good look. It's a great look. Um, It's much better than. The hunting channel that they're currently on—I don't even remember the the name of that network because I don't have it. I just don't. It's just they're on pursuit. They're on pursuit. Oh yeah, pursuit. Well, I don't have access either, but that's one thing or another. Um, but it's good for them considering everything that they've kind of gone through and everything that they've kind of. You know, all the troubles they've experienced with this network, and this might be like their fifth, sixth, sixth network at this point. All the way from initially they're on Fox Sports, then they was on TSN, then they were on Pop TV, and then you know Pursuit, They're just going all and up and down those like hundred parts of your TV that you don't really check. Well, here's, my, um, here's my thing, and
0: when I found out this news, I was just like. Uh, I, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, impact outlasted, uh, AEW. Like I, I'm more in belief that AEW will die before impact and people were upset. And I was just like, show me the resiliency. Right. <laughs> if AEW can move from TNT to spike to fucking, uh, TLC to discovery <laughs> channel, like, show me that, like don't get mad until they can do that. Like, I, I think that, you know, impacts a fighter. They're like, they've been in a coma for years. Yeah, And they're still fucking fighting. And you know what? People still keep signing there. So, I mean, you know, they're not going to die as long as the talent still have somewhere to go. I'd still say they're firmly, like, in the top three to four wrestling uh, organizations out right now. I mean, they're they're still around. They're on TV.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely, like, by the time October hits, they're going to be a hard number four. Um, <laughs> because just, I don't know. Um, maybe number three. I don't know. Um but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're doing the damn thing. They still got one day. We got to watch an impact. One day we got to watch an impact show and then just talk about it. Let's just talk about what we see. I mean, Slam we- is this weekend. Slammiversary? Oh, damn it! Uh, I didn't mean this quick. Damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about in the future or something. You know what? Know we'll watch Slammiversary. Let's okay. watch Slammiversary. I'm down. Um, let's let's talk about it. <laughs> I'm down. Slammiversary? Okay. All right. You know what? Let, yeah. Let's do it. Let's watch Slammiversary. Um, and then we'll talk about it. We'll talk about how we felt about it. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, you heard it first here, folks. Uh, so you heard when, it when, when, from my mouth, which is Sunday, like
1: when Sunday rolls around. Ask me if he's watching Slamiversary. <laughs> Yo, this is on Sunday. <laughs> 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 I feel like something's happening on Sunday. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. All right. We watch it. We watch it.
0: All right. So let's get let's get to our hot takes. I have not. Uh, oh, you want to go? Th- All right, let's
1: do the hot takes. Let's first. get
0: to the hot takes. Uh, uh, you know, we can pretty much blow through SmackDown. I
1: think this week I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoy it Raw, but uh, let's get to the hot takes. So we have a bunch of hot takes that was submitted from random people. Now, what I'll say about this is, in sort of doing this, I said, "Hey, you know, we initially thought not much would happen. This show being both holiday shows, boy, were we wrong?" Mm-hmm. Um, and feel free, WWE. Need to prove me wrong at any point in time. Um, I said, drop your hottest wrestling take in the response. You can use your name. You can use your Twitter name. You can make up a fake one. Um, and we'll read as many as we can. And I told people, listen, put in a wrestling hot take and maybe even one non-wrestling hot take and we'll see how we feel about this. But we have here the wrestling hot takes. Let's go through them. We have a couple, We have a, quite a bit of submissions. I don't know if we'll get through them all, but we'll get through... Oh, We'll just breeze through a bunch of them right now. Um... Our first one comes from J.D. Don't know who that is. John Duran, Jonathan Dortman, No idea. He has three. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, three wrestling hot take. Let's talk about it. He's right. got Roman Reigns is the best member of the Shield. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Hot, spicy, mild. Mm.
0: Uh, uh, okay. Well, let's, let's, let's put this in perspective. Let's unpack this, okay? Okay. So of the three, I have to say that, and I think you could probably agree with this. I think we've even said it that all three guys in the shield are better when they're together. Yes, I think, I think they're all better. I think Roman Reigns is a once in a lifetime superstar. I think Seth Rollins is great. I think Dean is great on the mic and I think he has a great character, but I think they become something different when they're other, they become cooler when uh-huh. they all, all three of them are together. Um, is he the best? I'd, I'd say that honestly, Seth has probably given us better performances in the trio to be honest... Who
1: do you feel like is the best overall?
0: Overall, Roman. Hmm. Roman. Oh, I think I, we all
1: agree that Dean is dead last. No, Dean is last. 100%. Now, I'm trying to think... Yeah, I guess it would be... Yeah, it would be Roman to me. Roman Reigns is the best member of the Shield. I'm not sure how much of a hot take this is. Um, It's, it's, it's probably very hotly contested. I've seen it
0: before. Okay. A, lot people, a lot of people think that it was like... Two thousand and thirteen, Dean, or some shit. And I'm just saying, mm. like,
1: nah, nah, nah. His second one has Cody Rhodes would be a jobber if he had not ridden on the Elite coattails. I think that's uh, a fact. That's. I feel like that's a fact.
0: <laughs> I think that it's fifty percent a fact. Fifty percent. Nah. I think he was still garnering a lot of money on his uh on his indie dates. But I think that the I think the
1: the lead um, extended his shelf life on the independence as opposed to thing it definitely oh, of did yeah, of course it uh because i don't know how long he was going to get away with wrestling as cody and just cody and doing cody things like after a while we would have been like all right well you know he would have By I, I mean i guess dyed his hair blonde and then did some wild shit right he would um, have been,
0: been adam rose on the indies
1: yeah or something along those lines so um uh, that's a good, uh, yeah i agree with that i agree with that take. Um, three, looking back, John Cena is indeed the greatest of all time. Um, yes. the greatest of all- Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true, but is it a hot take?
0: I, I don't even think, you know what? In 2016, I think this take had had kind of built itself after mm-hmm. Cena's last full run in the WWE where we were officially just saying like, okay, this guy's the greatest, but you know, yeah,
1: John Cena, I, I would say John Cena. I don't. Yeah, I would say Johnson is the greatest of all he, time. He, he's done it for longer. Uh he's than made than anyone. Yeah, than anyone. In, in his position. He's uh, the most one of the most decorated. Has had a lot of fantastic matches.
0: Dare uh, I say he's made more money? Or or I don't wanna I don't want to do this without uh you know, without
1: the numbers in front of me, but uh dare I say he might have made more money than all those guys. Maybe potentially. Um let's move on to our next hot take. It comes from X. I'm assuming this is Xavier. Um who you can listen to on the Looking Glass podcast. I'm assuming this is. If it's not, then Xavier, you just get a treat plug on the Looking Glass podcast. Um, um, his hot take. Ronda Rousey, while a very good worker, stagnated the growth of the Raw Women's Division for a year. Ah, uh, no. I can't say that. They've, they went to WrestleMania. And main evented WrestleMania. I don't know if it stagnated it it, it at all.
0: It strengthened it. I I think that, you know, and I think in particular, you're talking about performers like Sasha Banks, who Mm -hmm. did get a match against Ronda Rousey. And it's like when you build a super competitive and and a super strong character, they have to be at the top you know, like there parody only matters when it does, when it, when it, when it doesn't, you know, right. like, like, like with Rhonda parody didn't matter there. Like not everyone had to be beating her every week in order for, you know, for it to be parody. I think that you still had a lot of people who got the, the, the rub from her just for mm-hmm. being in the ring with her, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, especially uh, Sasha Banks, got a rub from being in there with her. And of course, Becky and Charlotte, I think everyone that was next to her, at least got a like a Sports Illustrated interview or like some some type of flash or main event from just being in her orbit. So I, I can't say that she stagnated anybody.
1: I think the conversation for women main eventing WrestleMania wouldn't have been so solidified nor undisputable if Ronda Rousey wasn't there. Um, some workers, yeah. Did everyone become women's champion after she became? No, but that was. Something that also happened. I mean, it's it's also happened with Alexa Bliss. Like you could argue if that was your case, then Alexa Bliss would also have stagnated the division for just how long she was championed um through various brands and things like that. But uh, I couldn't say Ronda Rousey is um definitely a hot take. Um his non-wrestling hot take, which this confirms to me that Xavier Xavier, um, <laughs> he says, Finally Rich is better than Barter Six. So No, it's not. <laughs> that's not a that, that
0: is not a hot take no one shout agrees. out to chicago
1: <laughs> Nobody agrees. i'm
0: so tired of you chicago motherfucker
1: okay? so uh um, our third one comes from antonio salgado he says wrestling hot take daniel bryan is a top five wrestler in wwe history history not ever not like not right now history wwe history period <laughs> End history. of date. All fifty something years.
0: So think about you know, and this is going to be real interesting as we come to the the start of a new decade. Does does the Rock and Stone Cold and Bret Hart do they still are they still in like people's top fives right now?
1: So, all right. So this all depends on what we define as wrestler, right? Is this wrestler like best in ring performer or best overall wrestler? Um, because I don't think you can make a case for Jane O'Brien being in the top five, it's if it's an overall performer. Huh? Overall performer? On the mic? Mic work and everything? No, I don't think you can make a case. There's, I could find five people better than him.
0: You tripping. You are legitimately tripping. He's one of the best people on the mic in the company. Did you see his run this year? Yeah, right
1: now. That's what I'm talking about. Did you, but like, did you see his top five of all time? Even when he was a baby face. What are you talking of about? Of all time. Yes. Of all the times, of all the time, I would put him over Bret. Yeah, he's better than Uh, Bret Hart. I would say, oh, I would, I would, I mean, I would agree he was better than Bret Hart. Bret Hart isn't in my top five. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Greg, but sorry. Um, I don't think that he's better than Rock or Austin yet,
0: but I think he's better than like a lot of people. That like, I I think he's up there
1: with Sean. He's up there, but so there's Sean. I, I
0: also think AJ's up there. Austin, with
1: Shawn. <laughs> there's Sean. There's Austin. Um, John Cena. Um, <clears throat> John Cena's my number one. Number one, like yeah. Maybe. There's there's a there's a definitely. I mean, Brett was part of an era as well. Like, but then there's also like Macho Man. Um, a lot of people like. R- r- Daniel Bryan would be fringe top five. He might be number six or seven to me, but to say that he's top five, I I don't think I can say that like undisputedly. I can. I'll okay. say it. And okay.
0: I, and I, I think that he deserves a conversation. I think me and you are going to have to talk after this episode ends. Okay. So, no. All right.
1: Well, I'm, I'm open to things from the fans, Antonio. Thank you. Um, this was a hot take. This was a very steamy. very hot take. steamy. That, that was sizzling. Bro. Um, non-wrestling hot take. He says Drake is an all time top five, all time rapper. Um, And apparently he also asked to let me host the call up fam. (laughs) Oh, wow. 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 Uh, We
0: we do have an update on the call up. Uh, We'll be announcing that on Friday. Uh, But if you do want to have your own show on the a show network, please, please, please let us know. I know a lot of people have reached out to me. Um, All I need is just a a demo, just like a a pilot episode for whatever you want to do. And
1: And we're doing background checks now. Yeah, when we have to do <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the saying. Um, another hot take. It comes from at Commander Chrissy. Um it says Bailey will go down in history as the greatest women's wrestler of all time. Nah. <laughs> nope. That Absolutely is a nah not for me. Um mm-hmm. Commander Chrissy, that was a very hot take. Um unfortunately, I'm not even the take <laughs> Unfortunately, whoof, nah. I mean, Whoa. Bayley's good, but the greatest women's wrestler of all time. I, I don't. Who you she's just, who? she's in the same era as Charlotte Flair, by the damn. Like she's right there, like and, and Sasha Banks also right there. Who do you think? Who do you think is Bailey is better than? Bailey's better than Ivory. Um. <laughs> uh, Bailey's. What do you talk about? Like, we're, if I could, if we're doing like a top twenty, top top. Where would you rank Bailey in like a top something for women of all time? Like, is it top five, top ten, top fifteen, top 20? twenty? Twenty. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. No, back. I might be. It might be like legitimately might be like top thirty for me. Like, it might be. I don't. It might be top. No, it might be top twenty. It Might be top twenty. It might be top twenty. Maybe top twenty-five. Um, yeah, Is is Bailey is the best Nah. People are right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you can't do that. Bro. Asuka's right there, man. Like, uh, There's there's a lot of people in her generation giving her a run for her money right here as we're existing right now. Um, next hot take we got from Ryan. It says, the Iconics aren't even remotely entertaining.
0: Oh! I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of
1: that. I'm not a fan of this. The I- Iconics send me to Chuckle Town every time they're on... TV, which is not a lot. <laughs> well, not a lot lately, which is weird. Because uh, they, yeah, they, they had that Japan thing where they Asuka didn't even and talk about it. On they the, didn't even show it on the <laughs> fucking show. Is it happening on at Extreme Rules or not? <laughs> it's probably a kickoff, a kickoff match to be honest. Oh my god! But iconics are very entertaining. You guys are just wow, Ryan. I can't believe you.
0: I can't. That's a crazy hot take, but I could. Here's the thing: it's a hot take that I don't agree with, but I could see why he thinks that. Because mm. their type of humor is very much ingrained in them trying to be a meme. Mm. Like, I think Billy K is legitimately funny. No, but I mean like they, they know that they're gonna get memed. They know it. Like a lot of comedies, sure? like, a lot of
1: comedies like that. Now hell yeah. No, I feel like Billy K comes from like she's like an old mad TV cast star. Like that's her type of funny to me. Like she's legitimately, she could be in a sketch comedy. I believe so. Like, she's funny. Payne Royce is like funny at Jace. Yeah. But Billy K is funny. Oh my God. Just add them on Instagram. It's a riot.
0: No, I, I mean, obviously, you follow
1: Payne Royce on Instagram. She is. Yes. You got to follow Billy K too. Billy K brings the chuckles. Um, Except when she posts that loser boyfriend she has. This is true. Very loser. Do you do better? Um. Number seven. All right, we have the name is Black Air Forces. Okay, <laughs> no, we about to get robbed. <laughs> wrestling hot take: performative wokeness and white guilt are the worst parts of wrestling, aside from smelly fans. The idea that wrestling got woke is dumb, especially when most promotions are owned by billionaires who make way more money than the wrestlers and have ties to questionable people. Um. Yes, it's hot. It's hot. Uh, hot. All right. Didn't
0: expect us to go there, but I mean, yes and no. Um, I think that performative wokeness is a problem with 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 wrestling Twitter, which is like it's it's worse than even hip hop Twitter. I think in a lot of ways, like hip hop Twitter, their wokeness comes from a place of actual wrongdoing because of the racial, uh, you know, the the racial implications of a lot of hip-hop stuff and you know in terms with women in terms with homosexuality stuff like that like that's a little bit more concrete with wrestling it's like it's all shitty you know Uh um as far as i'm talking about like white guilt like i do think that there's like a, a huge like contingent of wrestling twitter who like try and weaponize wokeness to take people out and again it's like Keep the same energy. That's why I say keep the same energy. It's like you know, if you're gonna have the energy for WWE, have it for AEW, have it for New Japan, who doesn't even book women, you know, have yeah. it for all these these companies that that have that you know do bad things. And it's just like they're they're weaponizing it to create another like stand war. Yeah, it's the craziest part. It's Like none of these companies are clean at all. No. So, so uh-huh. I mean, I get it, but I I do feel as though like some of the wokeness in wrestling is just a little bit too like uh, okay, but you could say that about this other guy. Like I got into a big uh, argument with David Bixenspan last week uh-huh. in the DMs where I, like, I kind of just went at him and, you know, we had a, we had a private conversation off, uh, off Twitter where I was just like, you know, like my issue with you is that like, you don't, you, if you refuse to point out certain things, like, like if I say Cody didn't see color and I use that as like saying, you know, you know, the optics of that is so wrong for employing a company that's going to have African-American superstars on it and your wife is black. That's, yeah. that's a bad thing to say. And he was just, you know, I was just trying to say, like, if, if I had the energy towards him, it just seems like you come in WWE full speed ahead with shit like that, but you ignore other shit, you know? Right. And it's like, you have to understand, like, that matters to me. You know, this yeah. type of shit matters to me. And it matters to me that everyone is not only uh, represented, but everybody is represented as far as criticism goes as well. And I know a lot of people on, on wrestling Twitter think I'm trying to, like, find a fucking job from WWE. But it's just like, no, like, what's wrong with being a fan?
1: Yeah. You know, and, and and demanding more from the things that you watch. Um, you and, in all aspects,
0: and you know, yeah. what I'm like I would love for AEW to survive. You know what, I don't want to survive the elite, the
1: elitism again, no pun intended from its fans. Mm-hmm. That's it. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, his non wrestling hot take was the only nice billionaire without blood on her hands is Beyonce. Um, Beyonce isn't a billionaire, we don't Sorry.
0: know that, we don't know that.
1: <laughs> and she's not a billionaire. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It just can't be factually true. Um, Beehive, his name is Mills TV on TV. <laughs> but she's not a billionaire. She's that's what Forbes said. Okay, she's All not right. a billionaire. Okay. Um, the next one is from John Wrestling Hot Take. It says the young bucks get a pass for their mediocrity because they're white. Whoa! <laughs> uh,
0: I think they get a pass for their mediocrity. Or, or, <laughs> oh,
1: you're agreed with mediocrity.
0: <laughs> I, I agree. I, I don't think it's the white thing. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's that they have again. They've galvanized a group of fans that feel as though they haven't been heard. You know, in a lot of ways, just like the uh, Republicans who voted for Trump in 2016.
1: Oh wow, you're getting your Erica Briss on. All right, I get you. I, they,
0: uh, they, they reached <laughs> out to fans that felt unheard. They they wanted wrestling like this. They wanted suck it back. They wanted too sweet back. They
1: wanted all that stuff. Yeah, they're, they're smarky. They're smarky. That's what they're. That's what they. They um. <laughs> they uh. To me, they. How can I say this cleanly? Maybe I shouldn't say it cleanly. I think they massage the balls of wrestling fans who, um, uh, who otherwise don't feel it in, in in any other way from WWE.
0: Yeah, even though they get it,
1: that's yeah. the funny thing about it is that they it, get it. <laughs> yeah, they get it, but they don't. Um, his non-wrestling hot take is like even with these off-season moves, the Lakers will still not win the chip next season. Ouch! I don't agree with that. <laughs> But back to the bucks. Back to the bucks. One more thing on the bucks. One more thing. Go on the ahead. One. Knock yourself
0: out. It's so funny that people think that they're counterculture, but they're CEOs right now, and they're still acting like they're underdogs. Yeah, these weird. guys. Are, these guys are millionaires. <laughs> Stop. They're not underdogs anymore. As far as the the, the grassroots thing that they they've been building their careers on, they're not counterculture anymore. They're completely within white corporate culture.
1: I just, hmm. think, it's I just think it's funny. I think it's funny. Huh? Interesting. Sure. Our next um we're gonna do a couple more of these. We don't have time for all of them, unfortunately, but I think we can sprinkle them throughout the next we can sprinkle them throughout shows in the future if we end earlier or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. um Our next one is from Bobby. This isn't a hot take, but this is still funny. um he says Cody and Brandy role play as Stephanie and Triple H in the bedroom I, I do too, so <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious i thought that was hilarious um thank you for that um next one is it it's at run keldat um well another one on the bucks the young bucks wouldn't be a top two team in any of vince's brands and they ran from wwe out of fear of being exposed by the usos jesus christ uh, the the vitriol for the young bucks I like it. I like. I love him energy. When we get I love when we get negative like that. Um, wouldn't be a top two team on any of Vince's brands. Well, once you become on Vince's brands, you become Vince's property. So it's essentially like not his property, but essentially you're subject to however he wants to promote you or anything like that. Like at one point, we could argue, um, you could argue a couple of teams being the best in the world, and it's just like maybe they're just sitting on their couch. Even like for instance, the revival. The revival at one time. Arguably one of the best tag teams in the business, but for a long time they sat on their ass and didn't really do anything and really accomplish anything. You couldn't really even say that. Um, whereas in the independence, you get a lot more creative freedom. And it's that creativity, in my opinion, that allows you to, you know, change your perception in the fans eyes and they'd be able to believe, you know, in you for that. I think maybe in NXT they would be considered one of the top two tag teams in the world they'd never lose yeah on wwe it'd be a little harder to judge and in terms of they ran from wwe out of fear being exposed by the usos i think the usos want that match yeah more bad than you guys probably think they do like you know i don't want to give you guys not enough credit i think they really do want that match bucks versus the usos i think that's something they genuinely want to happen
0: I think it's something they, they, yeah, of course they want to happen. I think they intimated like last year or two years ago that they wished that they could just get a special show and team up with the WWE to make that happen. But, you know, of course, of course not.
1: Yeah. New Japan, WWE, Were you crazy?
0: Yeah. But I mean, (laughs) you know, I, as far as I'm running out of fear, I don't think that's, that's it. They, they had a chance to, again, and I just said this, like they had a chance to do, do it their own way and, and become executives as they did it. I just and they're making
1: way more money than they would ever make signing to WWE. Absolutely. I don't know ever that they would ever... Actually, yes. More than they would ever make. 100%, more than, 100% more than they would ever make. Period. Um, in this current era of WWE. Um, his non-wrestling hot take was the Yeezy Boost is the most overrated sneaker of all gone.
0: Yes. They're, they're ugly. Like, if, you, if, you, if you see somebody wearing Yeezys, like, you automatically know they're a dickhead. So, yeah. Um, I'm so glad I can, so glad I can like, say shit like that now. Oh like I I've been I haven't been able to tweet what I wanted to for like the past like half of a year.
1: Oh well welcome. Um you know <laughs> there's another one by Run Kell that I don't you know I'll say it really quickly, but you know, I'll say it because you have two. He yeah. says Kenny Omega went to AEW because he knew he couldn't hold a candle to the workers in WWE. Kenny is still a senior hooping with the JV. Um I don't know if that's completely true. I think he went to AEW for a chance to carve out his own bit of history and also he gets a stake in the company, which is a lot more than he'd get in WWE. Yeah, he wow. he he know knew he, he would have been in the NXT jumpsuit if he went to. The NXT wow, NXT. <laughs> hilarious.
0: I think it was Rob that said, warm up that NXT jumpsuit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Um,
0: the, property of, the property of WWE shirt that they wear in the Oh
1: <laughs> my God. Yes. I mean, that is very telling, isn't it? Um. And his non-wrestling hot take, he says Dragon Ball Super is better than Dragon Ball Z. I can't Ooh. agree on that. I can't.
0: Ooh. I can't Why?
1: agree. Why not? Dragon Ball Super is better than Dragon Ball Z. Mm. I love Super, but Z is Z has a lot of great shit. So good shit. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, this is the last one that we'll do. We'll get to some c- couple other ones in the future. Um, actually, we'll end it depending on how this is. Um, this one's from Donnie Luch. Um, oh, my mans. What's shout up? Shout out to him. Yeah, man. Killing it. I'm, I'm If I pronounce your last name wrong, I'm sorry. You um, said, Velveteen Dream will be the black version of what The Miz has become. Charismatic, great on the mic, good worker, and he can hold any title and make it marketable. Whew.
0: But I don't know. I think he'll be better than The Miz. I think... I think we'd hope that he would be better than The Miz. I think his
1: main roster future is possibly one of the most... Hotly contested. Yeah, because it, it could either be extremely promising or incredibly depressing. He's very good. However, when you have to go into the WWE system, you're not as lo- allowed to be. I mean, not that you're not as allowed to be as good as you are in NXT, but the opportunity to be as good isn't the same. You don't have the creative liberty or freedom that you might have on NXT in certain different ways. Mm-hmm. Um. To me, that's the scariest part is whether he will actually live up to what he did in NXT or we will just hold his NXT run in infamy and complain. As as soon as we get to WWE, we're complaining about how he wasn't used right and everything like that. That's That's what I'm more so worried about. But I'm very worried about Velveteen Dream. And not that he can't do it, but I'm just worried about how things go on with him because it's a very interesting character that needs opponents and um, not that he needs opponents to thrive because he's great all on his own, but he's not one of those. You're not getting the best of him sitting backstage or running, or running after our truth for the 24 seven title.
0: Yeah. I, you, I mean, I don't think we're going to get him doing that. I, I think, hope not. I think that, um, I really do think that that is something that triple H will probably fight for. And I think he's going to fight for a Velveteen and probably undisputed era more than he probably fought for Sasha Bailey Oscar. Well, I think Alistair Ricochet, they're doing fine. I I think he's going to fight for them like way more than he fought for anyone else. I think that is of all because he's a homegrown talent. He's Mm -hmm. not, he's not from the Indies, you know, he's someone that came up in their system. So, you know, he's that is a talent that has to be cultivated and and treated with care and i think that what they've been doing lately with his character is that they've been kind of you notice how like fantastical he was and now he's back to being like grounded a little bit and then they'll go back to fantastical i think they've been trying out what it would look like on the main roster and that's what they need to do like Mm -hmm. a lot of these a lot of these nxt guys they don't translate on the main roster because their characters are only for a small you know a thousand person you know arena Right. Or not arena, but you know, you know, bingo hall or whatever. Like that's that's what they're for. And it's like they gotta
1: start building these guys out a, a lot stronger. Um do you wanna run through these quickly or do you wanna save some for another time? Uh how many of we got left? We got about two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine left. Do one and we'll go into the shows. Um, all right, then I'll do one that's um it's a notable uh Submission comes from stat guy Greg. Oh stat um, Greg, what's popping? He says wrestling hot take by refusing to apply valid criticisms consistently across the board. Fans are coddling AEW and will be 85% of the reason why they don't exist by 2024.
0: Yes. Yeah. I think that they have they have rose colored glasses on instead of instead of thinking in reality. Um, and I think that that will hurt the product. I, I think that when you have guys like the bucks and Kenny who will invariably slow down mm-hmm. is as far as in ring output goes and they have to build new stars, you'll start to realize that there are very few new stars out there because they have uh, a lot of them are staying on the Indies or a lot of them are on WWE. And that when it comes time to it, I mean, Mills look at their, look at their roster now, right? Like They're building a bunch of white guys in brand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. Um, you're one hundred percent right. Um, let's. Oh, and his non wrestling hot take. It doesn't matter if Trump is impeached or not because we already have to spend the next thirty years cleaning up the messes he made.
0: Uh, yeah, but I, w- with Trump, like, I feel like a lot of the shit he's done has damaged the American culture.
1: Yeah. It, and it, I think that's why we're going to spend the next 30 years. Cleaning yeah.
0: Like a lot of the policy shit he's, he hasn't even been able to clear like a lot of, yeah. the, he's done like the next president can come in and click the orange switch back on to a lot of the shit. Like they'll just click the orange switch on everything he's done. Cause all he did was like, he's a kid who just came in and just started flipping switches, you know? And all yeah. he has to do is just fix the switches. I think as far as like what people think of us, Oh man, that's going to take a very, you know, he's right. It's going to take a very long time
1: for us to, to get over that. Right. Um, here's what I'll do. What we're going to do is we're going to put this link in the description of the episode. Um, and for all the submissions that we haven't done, we will get to them. I think we can get to a couple over the next couple of weeks. We can just like fit them in, we get them in where we fit them in. Um, we'll get them over the next couple of weeks. And if you want to continue to add some, we can make this, you know, just a quick segment, a, a recurring thing, and we'll pick some of the best ones and we'll talk about it. Um, but I'm going to definitely put this link in the description of the episode. And, you know, just keep keep submitting. We're going to get to all of these. Trust me. We're going to get to all of them. Uh, as hot takey as they are, we didn't get to get to all of them, but we got to the first couple that were submitted. Um, wow. We'll get to all of them. Yeah. So, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. Um, let's get to the shows for this week. All right. Uh, raw. Holy shit. Woo! A show. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i felt like i th- when, when the show went off air i was like a show i watched the full raw no skips
0: <laughs> oh <my laughs> On <God. my> day. <laughs> no skips Listen. even though i, sh- I should have skipped that seth rollins becky lynch shit but i did not yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. that mm-hmm. was i wasn't a
1: fan of that but uh the show was great man well you know what Let, then let's start i mean I think we should get that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins things out the way because I don't think we got to talk about it a lot last week about this sort of, you know, mixed tag match that they're promoting for Extreme Rules and now it would actually be Extreme Rules match. Um, just the Seth Rollins and, and, and Becky Lynch combination. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about how it's going this far on yeah. WWE television? Um, is It was, it...
0: It was cool until they started doing promos together.
1: Oh, yeah. And so they started like actively like pushing them together like, hey, guys, hey, Yes. yeah hey. it don't,
0: don't this <laughs> week, it, it didn't feel natural this week i um I didn't like how she was tickling him. I was like, Seth, what the fuck? I was just like...
1: I know. (laughs)
0: Seth is ticklish?
1: (laughs) 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 Yes, man. Of course. Of course. He's just any red-blooded human being who would also be ticklish in these sort of situations. Yeah, grown-ass man ticklish? Okay. (laughs) You can't be ticklish? What? I'm ticklish. No, (laughs) that's <laughs> yo, I was don't, like, don't tickle me. <laughs> I, was like, yo, I was like, did she just tickle that man? <laughs> yo, she really the man in this situation,
0: Bro, and They're they're landing on thick with with that you know designation, but um, you know the thread, the storyline thread this week I thought was kind of cool. With I I like Baron Corbin and Lacey here. I think their promos
1: have been really funny. <laughs> their interlude where there's just like. Is there sexual tension? <laughs> <or not? laughs> like, is there is there something going on or isn't there? Um they was getting and, spicy it, though. It, it, my man was sitting back, arm in the chair, chilling. She's out there fixing the makeup. This would this would be exactly this would be like what? It would be a an offset video. Bruh, like it he, it, it,
0: he <laughs> was so disrespectful. He called Becky a fling. us. <laughs> I was like, this is getting too spicy for Listen, me. Listen,
1: big Baron out here, man.
0: Uh also had a, a really, I thought solid Lacey Evans Natalia match within this thread.
1: Uh better than their last match. Better than better than you know what? I agree. It was more competitive than they had any right to be. Natalia got a lot more in. Um, especially considering a lot of these matches are shorter now. Um, but the new rule that's been implemented, a lot of these matches are shorter now. Um it's a uh, everything went well. Like in terms of promoting Baron and and, and Lacey's sort of, can they work together? And then you see, yes, because Baron Corbin will go through any sort of medium, even if it means tripping up a woman to make sure that they win their match. So I think that was great. And then you just get to see the couple of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch literally legitimately be thrown something at them. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, listen, we just, we can overcome anything that's thrown at us. And what was thrown at them was one of the craziest segments I've seen on Raw. And it was so crazy that it was like, like I liked it, but, it so but also it was kind of crazy. Like it was also kind of very like community theater. Um, but I blame mostly Maria for that.
0: <laughs> Mike and Maria Canellas come out. And it just goes off the rails at that point. I don't think anyone expected that. And it, it was a night no. of things
1: that we did not expect. But it, you know what? I think it's a good use for... I think Maria is the solid talker. Maria yeah, pretty is pretty someone... Hard. She's been in She's been in the wrestling for like over a... De- she's been in wrestling for like 15 years now at this point. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, she's almost 20 years deep into professional wrestling. Like, she's she's a veteran. And she knows how this works. And Yeah.
0: I think on Raw, it was the first time that we had... Figured out that,
1: uh, oh, the, you had, you had, they called each other bitches, which oh you know, and, she's like my bitch, you know, me so, and my bitch will go against you and yours. And I was like, Whoa.
0: And then you get like a full on, okay. Paul Heyman wrote this segment where you had Seth Rollins and Becky, uh, versus Mike and Maria Kanellis. Um, uh, and then we get, I mean, this is the first day we had heard of it before they confirmed it literally today that, uh, Maria Kanellis is pregnant.
1: She's like, listen, you can't hit me. I'm pregnant. And then I was just like, "Whoa, we are going here." And I'm thinking, like, you know, storyline, whatever. It's like, wow, that's that's crazy. And then she had the little after promo, I was like, "Listen, you're not a man. I Becky Lynch should, you know, you know, I'm gonna let Becky Lynch inseminate me or something like that." I was like, "Whoa, Becky, two straps. Whoa,
0: whoa,
1: um, <laughs> young mom." I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Um, shout out to whoever tweeted that That was No it was CJ That's what that's what it was Like you
0: um, said, like said Why your girl keep texting me sexually <laughs>
1: <laughs> And then we find out She's actually fucking pregnant <laughs> All
0: team Finesse all stars Mike and Maria Canales.
1: After the contract is signed For the five years It's like Oops Actually Maternity leave Sorry My check will still come My address is still the same Thank you Thank you it just thank is you. no bumps for me please thank you yeah no bumps and who knows what michael be doing from <laughs> 12 oh, months from now absolutely on 205 live slumming it for oh. sure oh,
0: okay well listen
1: as long as he's got a steady paycheck he's good right have fun pal
0: uh but, but yeah very very weird but also very weird and, and something we didn't
1: expect to see the street profits were on raw this all week. right street profits Made it to Monday Night Raw the second time this year tag, NXT Tag Team Champions have been called up to Raw in the midst of their tag team title reign.
0: Well, they're not called up. Uh, reportedly, this was just kind of like a compromise between uh the new Heyman led Raw and Triple H where he would have them come up for uh, a segment or a couple segments and then take them right back down because Heyman feels as though there should be younger faces on the show. And I agree. I thought it was it was a breath of fresh air. We didn't get to see them in action. But I think I think fans were very interested, and it, it, like Dallas seemed
1: to enjoy what they were doing, and, and I thought that you you got a really good idea of what they were all about on Monday. Shout out to the, not shout out, but you know, shame on you for the wrestling fan who was just like street profits, <clears throat> I mean, crime time, and I yeah. was like, really? Could you be more racist? Yeah, because we all look alike, right? Yeah, I mean, there's like, oh, they have similar gimmicks, and I was like, one, two are hood niggas, and the other two are just like sports jocks, like. They're not the same just because they're charismatic and unapologetically black um, <laughs> doesn't mean that they're the same gimmick. Yeah. Never confuse Crime Time and Street Profits in your life. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, they're a way better team.
0: They're way. We're right. more current too. I felt as though Crime Time was like black dudes that were like not like into the culture at that at that point. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like they were like they didn't know what was really going on on like. Like BET and MTV and shit like that at the time, they were just going off of like headlines.
1: It was like I think <laughs> they just did whatever wrote for them. This was what they were taught. What being hood was. They're really dope dudes, um, and they're actually both from Brooklyn and from the hood. Like they're both, they both understand it. But um, yeah, uh, you know, street profits. Street profits are cool. I, I enjoy their um, their interludes on Monday Night Raw.
0: Uh, you want to go to Shane McMahon and the Undertaker. Undertaker did show up on raw. I mean, it, it's funny that the Undertaker is fourth from the top on, on a raw breakdown, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does show up on, on raw, really great pop for him. Huge pop for Undertaker. Um, again, their match will be, well, we find out on SmackDown what their, with the stipulation for their match will be as we start to roll out the actual extreme rules matches. I'm, I'm guessing we'll get the last few on Monday, uh, but the Undertaker comes out for a promo.
1: Uh, that was pretty solid. I yeah, I, I thought it was a great moment, especially considering no one—they didn't promote him. No yeah. one knew he was there. Um, it's great because they're in Dallas, Texas. It's kind of where he lives anyway. So you, I'm sure he just took the plane, a couple hours, took the PJ, um, and and just flew over. It was fantastic. I thought it was great. Um, it's great to have Drew, just opposite of the Undertaker. I think it does great for his career. Visually, that's going to
0: look really dope. When they yeah, each other. I think it's going to be cool. I agree. Um, let's talk about, let's just get right down to brass tacks here because I think this was, this was a big storyline. There were two big storyline threads. Uh, one between AJ Styles and Ricochet that ran through the whole show. Mm-hmm. and another, another between Braun Strowman and Lashley, which ran between both fucking shows this week. Um, but the false count anywhere with Lashley and Strowman was really fucking dope. I think that was Strowman and Lashley's best match of the year so far. I missed it.
1: Oh, it was five minutes. I missed I woke up from a nap right when Raw came and went straight to the bathroom and missed the entire thing. I came back to people who were like, yo, that was crazy. And people getting carted off and weird camera angles. I missed the holy shit moment. I missed everything. Wow. Live. Corey saying, holy shit. What did we do? I mean, that was a line fed to him.
0: You know what's crazy? They kept the holy shit on the West Coast airing. Because usually when 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 crazy shit happens on Raw... Or something that wasn't supposed to happen. We don't get it on the West Coast, era. Here's
1: the thing, though. You can say shit on TV. I mean, you but you already could say shit on TV. Yeah, you could say shit on TV. You can say. I learned through watching the challenge. You can say pussy on TV, depending on what variant of pussy you're using. Like, you can not use it to describe a woman's genitalia, but you can definitely call oh, someone.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah. I, I hope to see that. Well, we saw a lot of risque uh, <laughs> hand gestures and words being said on on Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, But the the match was really dope. It was very hard hitting. I I think that Lashley and Braun, strangely enough, I think Lashley's his best feud next to Roman, in my opinion. I I think he gets a a lot out of Lashley. And I think that um, as as down as as we've been on Lashley as a character, I think he's really proven and shown his own here as the big monster heel that can stand up to Braun Strowman. Uh, What happens is they they get up to the, the main ramp and they destroy... The side of the screen on uh, the the Monday Night Raw set, the, the, pyro goes off. Everyone's like, "Holy shit!" They still do that, and then yeah. it, it was like a full twenty minutes where they get they get carted off, stretchered out. Uh, throughout the night they have updates on it. They show it every single commercial after every single commercial break, they show what happened. Mm-hmm. They say that Braun had like a ruptured spleen or or a, a broken Did some of them missing pelvis. I was like, what the fuck went on there? <laughs> Lashley was the only person that was able to get up and he, he like left the Twitter video the other night saying, Yeah, he,
1: put he's him fine. <laughs> yep, I think that Braun's shoot injured though. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, he I, there's no way to why they wrote off this feud this quickly. Yeah, and then they wrote it off in this manner. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, though. Don't get me wrong. You promoting extreme rules? Here you fucking go. Yeah. We're extreme now, motherfuckers. There's. This is the most extreme thing anyone has seen. So when you look forward to extreme rules, you're like, oh, if they did this, what's gonna happen next? Like it could anything can happen. Like this was a fantastic way to promote extreme rules and also have these two guys, just these two larger than life huge guys, and this just like kind of cataclysmic event that kind of happens to them. I'm, I'm for it. And it changed the show drastically throughout the, the night. The tone. Yeah, the tone was different
0: completely. You had people literally walking through the broken set. You had people... like The set was not fixed throughout no. the night, it, and I thought that was a really cool touch. Uh, we got the Viking Raiders on, on Monday night as well. Um, I thought they they really did. I'm, I'm glad they gave them an alignment now. I mean, they're firmly... They seem to be firmly healed now, which is completely fine, so that there's no confusing it. Uh, that's why I would have the Usos beat the revival and move on to the Viking Raiders later on. But they did go against the New Day with Samoa Joe in their corner as well. Uh, you had a rare Kofi Kingston loss on Monday. I, I don't think anyone's really talking about that much, but Samoa Joe did pit or did submit Kofi Kingston on Monday.
1: Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, it was his first loss since before WrestleMania, um, yep. since that Gauntlet match where Daniel Bryan won. But it, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's good. The- me wrong i'm not mad at it i don't think anyone's particularly mad at it um because no one even thought kofi kingston would win all these matches thus far anyway but i think it leads more credence to what you said last week about not thinking some more joe had a chance
0: and i think that's the best way to 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 kind of give you the idea that he has a chance here
1: yeah at least instill that that he can actually beat him and that he actually does and this is his first loss in a while so it's monumental and you think well maybe maybe he could actually win who knows
0: um, we had another two out of three false match between the Miz and Elias. I think it's another like low point for me of the of this night. Babyface Miz without Shane is not working
1: for me. Mm, I I mean I'm not a huge. Of course I'm gonna I'm gonna stand till the end. But Babyface Miz is just not Miz at his full power. It yes. just isn't. It's a. Good uh, he's good, but he's not the Miz. Like he's just Mike.
0: Um, I think that we should really do a running list of the times that the Bray Wyatt buddies come out when people are backstage. Oh, yeah. I think it's happened for The Miz more than once.
1: Yeah, it's definitely happened for The Miz multiple times. And it happened to Apollo Crews on our...
0: Apollo Crews, Carmella and Truth got it. But The Miz has happened like three times.
1: Yeah, yeah. And also
0: notice we've seen no more Firefly, Funhouse, Vignettes
1: since for about three weeks now. That is true. So I think, I think it's coming extreme rules. I think we're looking forward towards something. Um, but we might, we might not get Miss Shane. We might get Miss Wyatt. But again, also no Roman on either show this week. Huh?
0: Didn't even notice. Yeah. No Roman on either show. Um, I think that he may be starting to ramp up promo for Hobbs and Shaw. Or maybe he, I mean, give the man a, a week off. Did you read his diet regimen? Like he, he's saying that he still takes his, uh, his pills for his cancer. And it's still, I mean, he's still suffering from the side effects. And this man is still going on wrestling every night.
1: I believe it. He's a trooper.
0: Yeah, so I mean give I mean if he needs a break, give him, give him a give him a fucking break. But uh, one more thing on the Miz thing. Why do they keep giving him two out of three falls matches? Why does it have to be him? I don't know. It's, you know.
1: I don't it's, know. It's adding nothing. Like these matches don't get better. They, they want fifty they went fifty fifty on two out of three falls matches. <laughs> yeah, like how how can you do that? Like it's 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 stupid. Both guys are four falls apiece and now we have to have the rubber two out of three falls match. The 20- That's how this <laughs>
0: The three Falls thing, I do not see lasting. And it's nah, like the wild card, even, even the wild card thing is kind of, they, they don't even speak of it. Like they don't even say its name anymore. Like I think we right. we saw a little bit less of its importance this week as well. It's like the new day, we just kind of accept them being on, on raw now. But I think once Heyman and, and Bishop start to get their hands on the product, I think we also will start seeing less of that as well. Yeah. I agree. Cause they, I think they know what to do with the fuck with, with their, with their people there. Um. So yeah. Uh. W- before we get off of Raw, let's. I mean, how'd you feel about the AJ Styles Ricochet storyline?
1: I thought it was a great match. I thought it's a great storyline, at least in this one to make, um, Ricochet look good. Um. And you know, they gave AJ the fake win, which I thought was a great little pop and great little,
0: but it was, literally, it was literally just to, to fulfill the commercial break thing. And yeah.
1: I, it was so obvious, yeah, it, it definitely was. But you know, they got to come up with creative ways. I don't know if this continues to last, but it is what it is. Um, and then Ricochet pulls out a sneaky win, he doesn't win definitively, but he you know, he pulls out a win, and you know, then
0: it's time. Uh, he he does win with a cradle, and then AJ Styles turns heel. I think that we both agree that heel AJ is the most confident, the most best. Uh, and
1: I I I mean I enjoy heel I AJ. I think it, it it should happen for for Seth Rollins, who's also on Raw. I mean we were talking about this when AJ Styles was you know drafted Raw, whatever that means now. Um, that he needs to be heel now. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's just gone as far as he can as a face and. It, 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 with Seth Rollins on Raw and Roman's on Ro- well Roman's on Smackdown, well whatever, he's on every show um, with the faces that they got on Raw, they need a major heel and Seth Rollins is that
0: yeah, I, I think that that's and then again the club being together again why not, why not go back to the well there I, I, yeah. it, it didn't fail the first time uh, but again Raw, really great show I think the they, focus on Ricochet as well as like possibly becoming their number two face on the show very, very, very cool
1: Potentially, yeah. Um. So, SmackDown didn't enjoy that as much as Raw. <laughs> nah, SmackDown seemed to be the same old regular, regular uh, show. Um, we we did the- get we did get Alistair Black finally,
0: um, saying he's going to be at Extreme Rules, and we're going to see who who challenged him. Yes, so that should be cool. Um, I think the biggest threat of this of the show was Kevin Owens being a being, he's a face again, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It, it makes sense. It makes sense that Kevin Owens is a face again. I think No we all Sammy know, this week, by the way. No Sammy at all on either show this week. It makes a lot of sense because, again, I think we all know that the reason he became heel anyway was because Daniel Bryan ended up being hurt and he ended up being gone for a lot longer than we thought at that point um so him was being, it hurt i
1: think he just got time off right
0: or hurt or t- time off whichever i i think the they, way, there was an end
1: there's supposed to be an end still means to all of this and he they just flipped him for necessity of like, all right you're against kofi
0: yeah and i think that him and dolph ziggler not my preferred destination i like why not pull out buddy murphy for this or why not do andrade for this you know but again if we're gonna get uh babyface kevin owens it's a great, a great person for him to beat is Dolph Ziggler before he moves on. And I could actually see him getting a run, a title run out of
1: this. Do you, so you believe that there's, um, there's major stock in Kevin Owens as a face. Yes. Um, did, did you see the way the crowd reacted to him going in on Dolph Ziggler? Well, this because Dolph Ziggler sucks, but,
0: or, or him. I mean, but that, that's why they're, that's why they're positioning him against him Cause that's the easy way for him to
1: get baby faces and say, okay, he is a face now. I think, you know, Kevin Owens is a heel. I mean, I'm I'm ready to see the journey. That's what I'm ready to see. I'm ready to, for the journey to see Kevin Owens as a face in the company and see where that takes him for a long period of time. And I think he was ready to. He talked about it on Chasing, Chasing Glory with Lillian Garcia, WWE's yeah. new hot... Uh,
0: <laughs> their new their new uh let's let's see if we can make this a storyline podcast yeah
1: yeah <laughs> their new their new hotness um and he was like listen I I really wanted to be a face you know he sat down with Lillian Lillian probably had her her hand on his hand um and just like listen I believe you can you know and and you know um but we finally get to see how that is and I'm I'm not mad at it at all I'll tell you what else I wasn't mad at the main event main event was good not mad, not mad at the main event, even with heavy machinery. Machinery in it? Oh, wow. Okay. Even with heavy machinery in it. I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad. I was like, you know what? They did the damn thing. Still I, not a fan, but they did the damn thing. Again, man, give Tucker some love, bro. Give Tucker some love. You know what? The other guy. What's his face? The Otis? Otis? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh, Tucker. Oh, we're talking about Tucker. I can't yeah, see Tucker. Tucker was cool. Tucker was good. Tucker I think was good. Gotta put some put some respect on Tucker's name. Tucker, um, once the Tucker going to drop like forty pounds when he gets his single run and really uh, uh, then show up as like Luke Harper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, A couple quick hits before we before we end off on SmackDown. Uh, r Truth did lose, and I meant to mention this on Raw. He did lose the twenty four seven uh, title too. Uh, Drake Maverick, who I mean, again, compelling storyline. So that's going to continue on. I'm I'm guessing on the weekend. Then Ryan versus Big E was also very good. It was really good.
1: Can't be mad uh, at that. You know,
0: great chemistry. Uh, the Bailey Nikki Cross thing is really, really like I thought it was a really good segment. I thought Nikki Cross could really fucking talk, bro.
1: Yeah, Nikki Cross is. She's getting a lot in this. It's, this is the best. You know. This is the best for her in any type of situation. Usually in these type of situations where they'll have like the sidekick overcomes the, the, the person who's oppressing them. Um, they never truly overcome the person who's oppressing them like long-term, like after it. Yeah. Um, and I, from like every Ms program ever. <laughs> um, so that's the only thing I'd be worried about, but Nikki Cross is really, really good. She's done amazing in this role. Um, she's believable. Um, uh, I thought the, the loss to Bailey was also good. Um, believe I, it or I, not. I'm not a big
0: fan of Bailey getting her win back a week later, though.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of it from a standpoint of like, okay, so you're helping Alexa, but what's in it for you? Like, Alexa's not helping you win this match. Like, Alexa's not helping you with anything, and now you just lost the match and now you've got to feel bad. It gives Alexa a little bit more ammo because she's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to do this myself. But it's like you know, I'm I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan. I think it works. Story mode.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, again, Alex, uh, not Alexa. Nikki's completely been showing off and showing that she can do it, and she's up to the task. So shout out to her for that. Um. Also, we got uh the Kofi Kingston uh, Samoa Joe face to face that I thought was really good as well. <laughs> I thought Kofi Kingston throwing up the middle finger was was very attitudinal.
1: Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. That was cool. Like, even if he did get the loss, he still was cool. And that's what the best part of this Kofi Kingston thing is. He flips, he flips Samoa Joe the bird, and people legitimately went up for it. I, f- I fucked with it. I, th- I thought that that was
0: what – you need to give Kofi an edge against Samoa Joe. Uh, and, I th- I mean, really good stuff on SmackDown, even though I didn't enjoy it as much. Still a solid show. You still – you got Ember Moon looking great against Mandy Rose. I'm guessing you- that,
1: that feud is going to continue, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. And you had the appearance of Andrade. No Finn Balor, but you got Andrade.
1: You got Andrade um, against Apollo Cruz. Something that they've been promoting for the last couple of weeks. We get it. Uh, you know, Apollo uh, Andrade wins the match. It looks like they're going now to Monday Night Raw next Monday to challenge the man and the champ. Um, actually, they're both champions. Um, they're challenging Andrade and Zelina are challenging Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Um, no, no
0: promos before, and also Andrade and Zelina have way better chemistry, so they, they need to study that.
1: Yeah, it, it it should be good. Um you also got a little, you know, got that little Ali promo, <laughs> you know. The Everest College pr- promo? <laughs> yeah, listen. He's doing big things, baby. Um looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but you know things are moving, things are moving forward. Um again, next week Eric Bischoff moves to Connecticut. Not that that matters to us, but at least it's the uh We'll see if that matters. We'll see if he if he, if he begins to integrate himself in storylines. Like a, a lot of people commented on it. Uh, one notably Charlotte. Charlotte's like, Yes, I'm I'm glad to work with him, but it shouldn't affect my position at all. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte was like, I'm good. Like I'm good. I mean, I'm interested in what he's gonna bring along to the table, but like, you know, I'm good nonetheless. Like, I'm Charlotte. Like, when I want the championship, like is you know ask. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking, you know. I'm ready. I'll be back. It has been weird to not have her on TV for such a long time like this. I feel like she takes summers off. (laughs) Hot girl summer, bro. Yeah, a little hot girl summer action. Um, Summer Slam is in five weeks. She'll be back.
0: Uh, Oh, man. It is isn't five weeks. Again, we don't know what that show looks like. But I think that after uh, Extreme Rules, we will know. Speaking of Extreme Rules, next week on the show, we will have our Extreme Rules predictions. Uh, So check that out. Uh, but mm-hmm. for this week, that has been the week in professional wrestling uh, on the A Show episode eighty nine. I am Justin. This is Meals. As always, follow us at RNC Radio Live for all the latest and greatest uh, from our group of people. Follow have- the Instagram too. Please follow our Instagram at RNC Radio Live as well. We're gonna have we're gonna start having more original content on there as well. Um, also, we have new playlists out this week: the R&B and RNC playlist as well as the RNC Radio playlist proper. Uh, we have so much stuff coming. We have a new episode of the uh, the call up with our new uh, host
1: on Friday as well. Right, and we also had the cable box um, earlier this week with Pat. You can make sure to check that out. We also had your podcast with Mark. Yes, overly medicated
0: episode two was uh, it came out this week, talking about HBO's Euphoria. Uh, Me and Mark will be watching the show live on Sunday because he will be in Los Angeles, and we will
1: both be talking about the show immediately after it comes out. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, Listen, I've got I've got nothing else. I mean, I think G One also starts this weekend. Yes, it does. I'll be I will be watching um everything so you can expect the g show in the future Um, Yes, you
0: can expect the g show uh we're we're working out how often we're going to post about it i was thinking maybe end of the week but uh we're going to try and we're going to try and get the best show out to you guys so definitely make uh pay attention to rnc radio live and my
1: account as well as cyrus's account uh, on when you will be able to hear the g show 100 percent and they also i mean if you want to check it out yourself they also announced the card for the Evolve 10th anniversary show that'll be airing on the wwe network um check that out we'll probably talk about it again next week yeah a lot of, a lot of predictions next week so yes just, just be ready yeah uh
0: so for meals i'm justin thank you for listening to the a show episode 89 until next time see you next week
1: my champion is still
0: black y'all